so this has been a little while coming. I believe this was meant to happen in Edinburgh 2019. When yeah, you, yeah. When you were doing the action figurines, the action figure show. Yes, yes. Um, I think it got... I think what happened was... Um, the thing with Edinburgh is, isn't it? It's kind of... Uh, have you got time to do this? Yeah, I've got time to do this. And then our last minute ha- thing happens. And you have to go with um, the bigger opportunity. That's right. Do you know what exactly. I mean? And I think you might have had a bigger guest one day. And I think another day I, I said I could do it. And I then had a guest spot on a show in front of 300 people or so. Do you know what I mean? I think it was one of those kind of situations where it's, and we just didn't get to it. No. And then lockdown happened. So here we are. So it forced us together, Steve McLean. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how have you been? Like, How have you managed to stay creative during this time? Ooh. Um, so... Yeah, it's been hard, man. Um, but you know what I like doing? I like uh, I've been using my Facebook status updates <laughs> and yeah. writing one joke a day, That's usually amazing. aimed at Metallica. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god! So, what is your, what is your beef with Metallica? I, I mean, this right? Hang on, my beef. My, my, my I've got the same beef as everyone else should have, and that is kind of the Napster thing, and mm. you know, kind of taking the piss out of their fans quite a bit with it. And they actually went to they, you know, they kind of threatened to. I think they even sued people um, who who were who were Napster um, users. And it's like you've 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 kind of ruined the internet for everyone, guys. And that should never be forgotten. Um, <laughs> at the same time, someone should get paid for what they're doing. Don't mm. get me wrong, but when it's when it's file sharing of low quality files, it you know what I mean. It's like it's yeah. not like me if you go back twenty years. It's like me lending you a tape. Mm. And those you know what I mean. And those people that are sharing the files are still probably going to go see them on tour, so they're still going to those, get shit. This is it. The, it. It was it was them completely not understanding how the uh, how the new world was working. Mm. Unless they signed thinking, a re- unless they signed a really shitty deal of three sixty or something like that, which I doubt they have. No, no, they're too clever. Well, they've got they're too class. They're too clever. They've got they've they've got too many good lawyers to be mm. signing shitty deals. Um, but. Uh, so it's not a beef as such. It's just a gently ribbing that. It's gently ribbing the the fan stereotype. And I've got to put my hand up here. Um, no, I mean, nineteen, there, 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 there. Uh, <laughs> Steve McLean. It had very long hair, lots of greasy spots, and and bad facial hair, and went like that a lot. You nice. know what I mean? So 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 these kind of the people I'm taking the piss out of are my people. Yeah, you know, right. um, because I wouldn't feel comfortable taking the piss out. But let me tell you something. <laughs> oh my word! So when you start taking the piss out of Metallica, there's a lot of men, always men, a lot of men, always men, uh, will send you uh, messages <laughs> telling you how upset they are that you've crossed the line of it's like you know what those wanking jokes you were doing fine anything else absolutely fine but metallica you've gone too far you know it's gone metallica defended my virginity for 20 years so you know and it's and and then when it comes to it it's like a lot of the people having a a, a, sending these messages um a lot of them are either new comedians or want to be comedians and it's like 
well, hang on. Even if you don't find it funny, surely you see the frivolous nature of this. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm not, and I'm not actually. I, I, Lars isn't going to get this and get upset. <laughs> don't you know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, so I've been. So anyway, basically, as with these things always, um, it, it's basically forming because it's upset so many people. <laughs> it's forming the basis of my next show. Um, I'm the, sure the, so. the upset. You know, uh, as well as the as well as the jokes, uh, <laughs> you know, it's kind of it's, it's well, I was all, I was always in mind to do a show about 1980s music anyway, because mm. there's so much there. Yeah, there is. It, you know, it's kind of, I don't know how I, I'm trying to work out when you were born. I think you were 1991. Born. Oh, fuck off and die. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, that's on my to-do list but yes yeah. <laughs> no that was a big hit in the, in the 80s fuck off and die it was a yeah. rave track um no um there, there's so much they say the 70s was the decade that taste forgot but i i think it was the 80s because I, uh, go on I, I agree like you had the like you had all the hair metal bands coming out then you had poison you had night um night ranger you had fucking uh, yes Poison. Poison, Poison, right? Yeah. Let me, I mean, this is a bit I've been thinking about, but I mean, imagine, so Poison's logo was this big um, kind of, of their Open Up and Say Ah album, I'm showing my age here, it was a big red devil, yeah. kind of with a tongue out, and it's kind yeah. of really terrible. Imagine you're a, you're a parent in the 1980s, and your child brings home the Poison album, and you go, oh my fucking word! I am terrified of what my child is getting into. And then they flip it over and show you a picture of a poison, and it's like, I'm just disappointed. I'm just disappointed in you getting into poison. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And this is it. I mean, these wonderful glam makeup hair dudes, and uh, uh, absolutely beautiful, beautiful men done up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and it's like it's like, but at the time there was a real sexism and homophobia in the metal industry. And it's like, but somehow poison was seen as the the thing to protect your teenage daughters from. Do you know what I mean? I mean, they almost certainly were, but yeah. for very different reasons. Oh yeah. <laughs> I completely, completely agree. Like, but it's it's amazing how that kind of music is kind of getting a bit of a resurgence now because people are now looking back to see where the where the kind of modern music's come, where the samples and stuff have come from. And yeah. And with the likes of, like, did you see, I doubt you did, but did you see the movie Rock of Ages? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> However, I was supposed to go to see the musical version of what was the movie. Sh What was Shane Ward? Uh, I have no idea. I had food poisoning that night oh. when I was supposed to go, and I didn't get to go. Uh, however, I, I suspect I would have known a lot of the songs. Mm. And because you, all those songs that you're ironically laughing and dancing at, we danced at genuinely. I'm not ironic. <laughs> no, no irony whatsoever. I genuinely do. I'm gen, like in the last, what's this about 2015? I definitely hmm. have become a bit of a poison, a bit of a poison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh wow, unskinny Bob. Uh, unskinny Bob. Uh, um, unskinny so, Bob. So, so tell me why. Something to believe in. That was a poison. Something to something to believe in. Yeah. Give me something to believe in. And then their other big hit Talk was dirty the cover. Me. Talk dirty to me. Oh, that was a great tune. That was a great yeah. tune. Um, 
that they had another big one. What were, oh, so every rose has its thorn. Every rose and has its there thorn. There you go. Yes, right. <laughs> there you go. Um, that and that was that. So they that was in a Bill and Ted film. They quoted that as a line of poetry in a Bill and Ted mm. film. Um, <laughs> and then there was so their other big hit was a was a um, a fifties song. What was it? Um, your mama don't dance. They covered that's your mama it. don't yeah, dance. The that's one. And that was great. And that that was one of the things that got me into a lot of 50s rock and roll and doo-wop was listening to Poison and going back. You know what I mean? I heard that, I think I was 13. Oh, geez, I'll just get my age away. <laughs> I, 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 think I, was, I think I was 13 when I heard that in 2012. And, <laughs> and, and, and yeah, it was that kind of bang. And it was really, really kind of, it was really fun. It was yeah. kind of pretty. You know, rock and roll is for all generations up mm. until 1987. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you're right though. It is weird that those are the mm. kind of bands like Foreigner were the ones yeah. that you're trying to protect your daughter, but they wanted to protect the Lord's <laughs> one, and they're singing about what? They're singing about love, essentially. What was but, what? So what were Foreigners' hits? Because um, they, um, they were Sister Sister Christmas. No, that was Night. That was Night Ranger. Sister Christmas Night you Ranger. You love Night Ranger. That's your second mention yeah, of yeah. Night Ranger. I know. Um, <laughs> Jukebox Hero. It right, was, it was cold as, was cold as ice for a foreigner. Was that yeah, for well, you? Was cold as ice. I think it was. To sacrifice you see, yeah. I only know. I really only know that because of the the, the sample. sample. Yeah, the sample, which is a good sample, to be fair. Oh yeah, it's great. It's great. But foreigner were a bit of a holdover from the seventies. They they were one of the, they were they had a bit of an Aerosmithish career in that they were big in the seventies and then kind of got MTV big in the eighties. Um, Aerosmith are another one. They're I mean, God, I, I'm a lifelong Aerosmith fan and I live in fear that there'll be something that comes out about them. Mm. That hits the press that no longer allows me to go. Oh, I love Aerosmith. <laughs> that you know what I mean. You know you know when something comes out yeah. it's like, oh, this is going to taint. It won't stop me listening to them, but it would yeah. taint what I was listening to because of some very suggestive Aerosmith lyrics. There was something that came out about the, rapid, know. About, the oh, rapid, okay. about the rapid TI the other day. And okay. it's I mean, an, I have no and, idea. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's an allegation, so it's not right. true yet. So I don't have to yeah. delete anything off my Spotify, but it did yeah. make me go, oh, no, oh, please. Oh. <laughs> please don't do a Morrissey. <laughs> Oh Jesus! <laughs> to a fucking Morrissey, what? Oh man, that's. I mean, that's that's heartbreaking. That's because even. I mean, I love Morrissey. And it it's absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah. Did you see Johnny Mars tweet? I did not. What did he say? So he's not really said too much about it, and I guess he's kind of just keeping stum because he does get Smith's money. But mm. <laughs> um, someone tweeted him saying, "I've heard the rumor that Smiths are getting back together. It's from a reliable source. Is it is it on?" And 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 uh, Johnny Marr tweeted back saying, "Yes, with Nigel Farage on guitar." Yeah, I know. I mean, that's the only thing I've seen him said about it. But bless him for for that. Do you know that's, what I mean? It, <laughs> that is that is gold. That is absolute gold. Um, so to bring it back to you a little bit. Right, okay, um, yeah. <laughs> um, when did you start? Well, what made you want to start doing comedy? So, when I first moved to London in the no, 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 uh, <laughs> in the 1990s, mm. I was a performance poet on cabaret bills. 
Mm-hmm. And then I kind of, I did what everyone did, does in that kind of thing. I got a job and I kind of gave up on doing what I want to do. And then I mm-hmm. got kind of, I got an opportunity in, I'd acted a bit as well. And mm-hmm. I got a, an opportunity in 2010 to be on quite a large poetry bill. Believe it or not, such a things exist. Uh, and so I did, and and it felt great. It felt great to do it again. Mm. And then it took a couple of years, but I, I, I dabbled again in poetry. At the same time, I'm presenting a radio show. Mm. And during the poems, when I'm doing the performance poetry, it's on bills with people like John Hegley. Um, wow. Oh, yeah, I mean, the man that makes his living out of poetry, the one person, yeah. him and wow. Simon Armitage. <laughs> um, so... During the poems, I'm kind of getting laughs between what I say, you mm. know, and so I thought, oh, I should give stand up a try. Because mm. at the back of my mind, like a lot of people that grew up in the 90s and had the, the comedies and the new rock and roll boom, I always fancied it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I went on stage, it was about 2013, and with the things that had been making people laugh at poetry gigs. The thing is, when you get a laugh at a poetry gig, it's because the expectations are so much lower. Mm. Not, not of the talent, but of humour. Yeah. Because they're not there for that. So you can catch them unawares. So I, 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 I had this list of things to say in 2013. And I absolutely tanked. I didn't get a sink. I got one laugh. I got one laugh. But that one laugh saved me. Mm. And I put that laugh to the top of the five minutes and rewrote everything else. And then I got two laughs. Mm. and put it again so basically it was it was um it was what made me do it was basically evolving for uh, evolving from being on stage and kind of a natural progression from performing poetry to kind of get into stand-up comedy and it didn't take too long before i had it didn't take too long before i was amazing no it didn't take too long before i had a working five minutes and the first yeah, and the first because I'd been on stage enough, I knew not to uh, to bolt when I tanked, mm. and that was one of the the best things that poetry had given me. I was used to playing to silence because mm. you know you're reading a poem. So yeah, it was it was a natural involvement and progression of um, of of performing, acting, presenting, and then eventually. And I know people use stand up comedy as a way of getting to that, but I went the other way. Mm. You know, because in stand-up comedy, it's it's. Um, I I don't think it's as. I think anyone can do it. I think it's a craft, not a talent. Mm. Do you know anyone, what I mean? Well, technically, anyone can do it. Yes. Can they do it well? Well, I mean, anyone. It's like everything else, isn't it? Mm. Um, one thousand hours kind of thing. I think anyone can do it. People people evolve at, at different rates. Put it that way. Yeah, I've I seen mean, some acts smash it after a year, and I've seen some acts who I still know to be going for twelve years, and they're lucky if they've got six or seven minutes. Wow. However, in their defence we all find our voices at different times that's right you know yeah. so I, I wouldn't say you've been going 12 years quit mm. you know i would never say that it, 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 i think it, i think i think also as well to say can anyone do it well it's not a measured discipline it's not like acting 
where there are techniques and learnings and, and there's an obvious because no one goes and says very few people go oh my god he's a wooden actor and someone else will go actually he was just for me hmm. you know what i mean that's what but comedy is completely different you can have a room of 10 people or i'd say 100 people gave, gave away how big my audiences were um, <laughs> you can have a room of 10 people and one person in that room might find an act funny hmm. Do you know what I mean? And that act could be everything to that one person. And that's why comedy is a very different discipline yeah, to acting. And yes, exactly. So it is all about finding your tribe. I mean, how many times have you read uh, on the comment section, XXX just isn't funny? And it's like, well, not to you. Mm. But the people there, his or her crowd were laughing. You know, and it's, it is that kind of thing. So I would never say, I'd, I'd never say, you somebody can't do it well because well is very very much subjective that is honestly the best answer i think i could have i think i've got because it's just yeah, but, you know, it's, it's just it's, it's very telling of a man who's played to a lot of rooms with one person laughing. <laughs> <laughs> i think we've all been there to be we've all been yeah. there to be honest that's oh that's it's, nine, it's it's i, I kind of get off on it a little bit sometimes because it's like you know what i've made it's really hard to make one person laugh that's it especially one person surrounded by other people not laughing yeah it means that. you've got something mm. you know exactly. and that's uh, i mean it's kind of and these days i get I, I i'm not i do get you know because of the subjects i talk about and because of the the the, the stagecraft i call it you learn mm how to make something funny even if mm. it isn't you learn how to knock it over the line so these days it doesn't happen as much but it still does happen occasionally and when i get that one person laughing and if they consistently laugh i think yeah i'm for you mm. you know what i mean and that yeah. doesn't happen in any other discipline no um do you remember what your first edinburgh show was or what actually what actually made you think that you could actually build a show and then take it to edinburgh first of all um so I, if you talk to a lot of acts, they'll say, oh, I'm not ready for Edinburgh yet. Now, I was lucky in that um, coming from a poetry background, that sounds really pretentious, <laughs> but having done poetry, I, and also as well, I used to date someone who um, had done an Edinburgh show. I dated two people who had done Edinburgh shows and they, they both said the same thing, and that's you don't go there when you're ready. You go there to get better. So that's what always convinced me I wanted to do Edinburgh, was I wasn't going up there to get discovered. And so many people go up there thinking, this is my big year. And you don't go up there. To, if it happens, it's great. If it happens for you and you're that one person in 10,000 acts that are in Edinburgh, 10,000 performers that are currently in Edinburgh, and you're the one that gets picked, amazing. However, the rest of us, we, when I first went up, I went up to get better. That was my main motivation, to get become a better actor. And I did. I became, came back. I, it, the, the first Edinburgh I did in 2014, um, it made me more bulletproof. It added to my armour. I wasn't funnier. But I had more resilience. And then the next one I became back, I came funner. The next one I came back, my crowd work was better. You know, and that's that's because you get 
so now I'm in the stage of do you know the uh, the theory the one fan fans theory? Um, sorry, say that again. What is it? What theory is that? Um, you know what the one thousand fans theory? Find yeah. my tribe. Yeah, that's um, the one. So you need one thousand people a year to spend thirty pound on you, and that's a career. Mm. Okay, now I'm at that stage where I'm slowly, slowly, slowly building an audience and carving a niche. Mm. And that's what Edinburgh has delivered me. So I remember my motivation for going the first time was always, always, always just to be a better act. And you still read it on forums and stuff where people say, oh, uh, Edinburgh's just a vanity project. And it's not. It's about investing in yourself. It costs a lot of money to do it, but that money's going into you as an act. You'll get more stage time, more opportunity in Edinburgh over three weeks than you will do in a year in your local community comedy club or wherever it is before. And that alone is worth the three and a half, four grand it costs to go there for the month, you know? Mm. So, I uh, don't get Guys, you made it through part one. So why don't you click up and go to part two for the rest of this conversation? See you there.